announcement. The hemp revolution will not be televised. I repeat, the hemp revolution will not be televised. Welcome to the Hemp Revolution podcast, the global hotspot for the buzz and the cannabis. You can hear the stories of the green rush from the dreamers who are writing the rules, innovating the business, and changing history forever. Immerse yourself with the fascinating stories from the leaders in the hemp health revolution to learn how we are changing the game forever. Introducing your hosts, James Brinkerhoff and Sonia Gomez. James Brinkerhoff Jr. coming to you live from Centennial, Colorado today with my buddy Austin Goodman, who lives up in Grand Junction on the western slope of Colorado, and he is the founder of American Standard Hemp Company right there, home base in Grand Junction, Colorado. So welcome to the show, Austin. Hey, thanks, James. Thanks for having me. You bet. You bet. Super excited to have you here, and I've been wanting to bring you on for a while as we've been talking to different experts and different business owners, CEOs, and whatnot in the hemp and cannabis space and just sharing their stories and what's going on in the industry and just trying to get that out to the people as best we can and also to offer the opportunities to the investor and different ones that are kind of looking around at this industry and want to become a part of it. So your company is really awesome. I met you, I met Austin about six, nine months ago and checked out his little company there. And tell us a little bit about what you were just talking to me about, the kind of the past, the present, and the future of where your company's going. Sure. So we started this company, American Standard Hemp Co., back in 2017 and moved out to Grand Junction. I'm originally from Iowa. I lived in Chicago for a few years, but packed up, moved out here to Colorado where hemp is hot. And it's been pretty exciting. We're located here in Grand Junction and Mesa County, the county, Garfield County are three of the better climates in Colorado for growing outdoor medicinal hemp. So we're really excited to be kind of right here in the epicenter of what we believe will be one of the best producing regions for CBD, uh, high quality hemp products. So we're located right off the interstate, Interstate 70 in Grand Junction. We have a 5,200 square foot facility where we've been extracting and manufacturing products. We use a 200 proof food grade ethyl alcohol for all of our extraction. We turn that then and turn into the distillate. And we use those to make our tinctures, our gel caps, and all of our topical products. We have a brand, Cannabalanced, which is cannabalanced.com. You can find that online. We're also American Standard Hemp Co., ashempco.com, where you can also find us there. We've been running pretty much strong since 2017 through the ups and downs and the changing legislation and really got excited after the Farm Bill passed in 2018 about all the new possibilities. So we're really excited about this year as we go into the 2019 harvest. We're really positioned and poised to be a leader in the industry, and we're looking to expand our extraction operation, our drying operation, and really provide a great service to both farmers and the patients and and people that consume our products. Austin, tell me a little bit about the challenges that, that the farmers are having out there and how you guys are addressing those and some of the things that are going on around that. Last year, the biggest challenge was water. There was a lot of farms that did not have high enough water rights to be able to grow and get their hemp through the finish line. 
it's not one of those plants like hay where you can just cut it early and cut it a few times. You have to let it finish to be able to produce all the cannabinoids. So that was the drought last year was an issue, which thankfully this last year, the snow god blessed us with an amazing amount of snow up on the Grand Mesa, which is where we get a lot of our water. So this year, the issues that we're having right now is heat. It is hot out here. It's 102 degrees yesterday. I think it's 105 here today. And we see that happening for the next couple of weeks. The temperature is really up there. So not only do the plants kind of suffer in, in that sort of heat, it's really hard to be outside taking care of them. So we recommend that all the people that are out there in the fields are, you know, taking multiple breaks and getting hydrated. The only a couple other issues that we've seen is really we're blessed here on the Western Slope for having a great climate with low humidity. So our cannabis plants do grow or dry a lot easier at harvest time. But one of the issues that we are having is having enough drying space where we can do it in a controlled environment. And then being able to store the hemp in a facility where the climate is controlled so that we're not subjecting it to, you know, insects and other pests as well as the fluctuating temperatures. So what we're accomplishing as a company is we're setting up a drying operation where we'll be able to dry 2,000 pounds of hemp a day. We're going to do that or 2,000 pounds of hemp an hour. We're for a, a month and a half there during harvest season, we'll be running around the clock to keep those things filled. Once after harvest time, we have a great system set up where we can control and store the hemp, market it for sale for other laboratories where we'll also be extracting ourselves 2,000 pounds of hemp a day. Awesome. So you go through all the problems of, you know, how it gets from seed all the way up until harvest and the weather stuff and the water, the precipitation and the drying, the systems that you guys are creating for the drying. Because I don't think everybody realizes what it takes to get a high quality full spectrum oil out of hemp and cannabis plants. And there's a lot left to mother nature there, the quality of how the oil is going to come out at the end. But what happens there from how are the farmers selling that end product? Do they go to a one main brokerage house over there? Or how are they dealing with the market and the kind of the ups and downs that are happening? And, and also the big, huge farms that are coming online this year. So the beautiful thing that we're doing right now is we partnered with Fathom Hemp Company out of Denver. They are a hemp clearing house. So essentially, we were set up to do extraction. They were set up to do the drying in the clearing house where we're acting as an independent third party, where we come help, we process your hemp into marketable hemp. So we'll take it, dry it, store it, and test it to make sure that it's free of pesticides and any sort of mold or mildew or heavy metals. And then when a, we work with other laboratories, when those laboratories come to us, say they're a CO2 extractor and they want their hemp milled, we will mill it for them and get it to them the way they want it. The issue that I saw this last year, and it's still prevalent into today, is that people are storing their hemp improperly. I've gone to hemp farms still currently where people are storing it basically outdoors or in like just a covered arena or in their horse barn, which is just not a good place to store something that's medicinal that's supposed to be going into your body. Right. So the marketplace has been kind of tricky because it's very new. And we're looking to establish with this partnership with Fathom is creating a standard and a set of guidelines that all hemp farms can go by. And in turn, also setting some market prices and being able to, you know, establish a baseline that everybody can work off of. Awesome, Austin. That sounds great. You know, those are some of the questions that 
you know, I think a lot of people see the industry as it's kind of opaque. You can't really see what's going on everywhere. And being brand new, there's all these systems that need to be built out and uh, the supply chain, you know, kind of from scratch there. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Awesome that you're doing that work. And what about the end products? What's going on in Grand Junction for like the product manufacturing, the health products, the topical, the food, food grade stuff? Mm-hmm. So there's some really great things going on. We're working with a couple local companies that, you know, are really looking to set the bar higher as well. Elevated soft gel companies located here in Grand Junction. They're looking to set up their soft gel equipment, which should be live here in September, right in time for us to pull down plants. They're also making great tinctures. They're a contract manufacturer, and we're looking to, to work with them long term to help facilitate the production of our products as well as others. We're working with a few other companies locally here in Grand Junction that are also in the product manufacturing side. A great company called Speedy Veg and Speedy Grow. They do some great soil amendments. They're also an extractor. We're working with them to to produce some products as well. The challenge that I've seen in the product manufacturing side is having good manufacturing practices. One thing that I see into the future is that not only are you going to need to be producing all your products in a food-grade manufacturing facility, but you need to follow good manufacturing practices and look for certifications so that you're making sure that your products are produced properly and have those certain HACCP and quality control plans so that the quality of your product is consistent and that people, when they buy it, know that they're getting the same thing every single time. Right. That's a major concern for the consumer. And also as we're getting feedback from the FDA and the other agencies that are putting out their concerns on how these products are being distributed to the masses. Well, cool. Austin, tell me, let's say, um, give me some advice for someone who wants to get into the industry right now. You've been in obviously for a number of years. And what would you say the opportunities are to get in right now to attack all the problems that people could solve, maybe places where people could see, you know, long time ago when I got started growing the crop was the profit center. And now, you know, we're seeing that things are changing. The cost of the actual cannabis is going way down and the margins are in, you know, certain products and different kind of places in the industry, the ancillary businesses and stuff like that. So what would you say, what would you, um, to someone that wanted to get in that's looking for opportunity in the hemp CBD or cannabis space right now? Being in this industry since 2014 is when I decided to to pursue cannabis full-time as a career. And it's been really interesting to see it evolve. The one thing that I've had, it's been my mantra for the last year or so, is when I first got into it, all I could think about was all the endless possibilities of what cannabis can do. But my mantra now is don't try to do everything. You're not hemp. You You can't be everything to all people like cannabis is. So really focus on what it is you think you can contribute. If you're really great at farming or really great at growing hemp or cannabis outdoors, that's something that you should focus on. And if you understand the nutrition or understand the soil and then work on that. If you really understand farming and traditional farming and agricultural styles, focus on that. There's great opportunities and wonderful opportunities in every one of those things. The best opportunities that I see right now and where the best margins in this industry are is in the product manufacturing and the product marketing side. Establishing a foothold and getting a brand that's you know, solid that can be recognizable into the future. There's a whole bunch of mom and pop brands that are doing you know, vertically integrated that are wonderful. 
few of them over here on, on the Western Slope even, and all across the country. It's really difficult to try to do it from seed all the way into the end product. So really find your niche, find something that really clicks for you, and focus on that. We've really found that the best niche for American Standard Hemco at the moment is to focus on post-harvest all the way in through making full-spectrum products, which is once it comes out of the ground, we contract with wonderful farmers that have that really, really dialed in. They bring us the hemp. We extract it. We dry it. We extract it. We take it all the way to full-spectrum distillate, and that's our niche. And we then provide that product in a very quality, consistent manner to the product manufacturers who can take it and put it into the finished good products. So we started off wanting to do every single little aspect of it. We put plants in the ground. We bought the extraction equipment. We started extracting. We started manufacturing products. started marketing the products. And for a startup, it was just too much. So we no. decided to dial that back and went straight towards just the extraction portion and really found that, you know, that was something that we understood and that a lot of people needed. So that's the thing. Find your niche, stick to it, and figure out how to do it better than anybody else. Well, you heard it, guys. The riches are in the niches. And whether you've had a passion your whole life in some certain aspect or you've had a career as an accountant or lawyer or we need your help in this industry, you know, whatever it is. And finding that place that has a need, you know, that needs to be fulfilled. Maybe it's transportation. There's a lot of little industries popping up there. So yeah, find a niche, pick your passion and get into it and possibly, you know, get around the guys that are doing the business, get around guys like Austin and different ones out there that are running these companies and see what's going on. I know they have a cool community going on out there in the Western Slope. So one last thing I wanted to talk about, Austin, was the smokable hemp market. I know there's been small little groups are kind of taking off and it's kind of catching fire. And I know there's little um, dispensaries opening up all over the southeast of smokable hemp flour. So what's your take on that? I know I've seen some smokable flour up there with you guys. And what's the talk like up there? Are guys growing big smokable farms this year? So that's one of the things that's really fascinating that kind of came out of the blue for me. It wasn't something that I even had my sights on. Until, you know, I started to realize that it's something that people want, and especially in some of these markets where they don't have legal cannabis. They don't have legal medical or legal recreational cannabis. So all across the Midwest, there's Indiana, Wisconsin, Kansas, Missouri, the whole Southeast where cannabis is, you know, fully illegal. You know, people are turning towards smokable hemp where they can get upwards to a $1,000 a pound on wholesale and selling in these hemp dispensaries. You know, the market prices are comparable to the medicinal cannabis or recreational cannabis here in Colorado. It takes a lot of understanding and know-how to produce a good quality smokable hemp flower. You got to make sure that you don't have pesticides, mold, mildew, heavy metals, any of those things in there, which can be removed during an extraction process. So growing hemp for consumption, smokable, you really need to pay attention to what you're feeding your plants, the soil that you're growing it, the water that you're feeding it, and what your neighbors are doing. You know, you also don't want to have any seeds. So if you're growing somewhere where everybody else is growing, you know, male, female hemp varieties, you have a real good possibility of getting pollen thrown on your crop and you end up with a seeded crop. Nobody wants those seeds. If you're ever smoking a joint and all of a sudden the seed just pops, it's not very fun. It really <laughs> kind, of, <laughs> kind of goes a little strange. But the challenges that are arising in that market North Carolina just passed through a committee amendment to the agricultural bill where they're trying to 
outlaw smokable hemp flower and classify it as marijuana as a felony, which is quite ludicrous in this day and age, especially after years and years, 80 plus years of prohibition. People are now just allowed to grow this plant and people are investing significant resources into growing these great outdoor and indoor varieties of, of smokable hemp flower. And now all of a sudden they're being told by uh, somebody who's uh, ignorant to the benefits that it is a felony that, hey, by the way, thanks for setting up your business, but we're going to take away your whole market now. And the same sort of rhetoric is coming out of places like Texas and other places in the South where they're just a little bit behind the times on what cannabis can do for you and what the benefits really are. So the yeah, future the social stigma, you know, the social, the stigma, social stigma, smoking yeah. an herb and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. smoking cannabis and smoking hemp and smoking anything that these things are, it works wonderful for me. I don't really consume most, most my cannabis through smokable. I prefer to, to eat it. I like the edible aspect. It just mm-hmm. creates a better, feel for me personally, but smoking hemp, and I know a whole bunch of people out here that are currently consuming it, you know, either smoking a joint or putting packing it on a bowl or whatever they're consuming it, that it works wonders for them. It alleviates their anxieties without giving them the head hot. You know, I know a lot of people that are switching to smoking CBD flour just because yeah. it alleviates their ailments without giving them that, that high when they're able to, you know, do that before they go to work and work better because they're not focused on their pain. Right. Mm -hmm. So what's the market like out there? Are guys growing? Is it people gearing up for it? Are people selling it wholesale over there? Is it, what is it looking like? Uh, It's a little bit of both. A lot of the hemp flower, I mean, you can walk into any head shop up and down the strip here in, in Grand Junction and walk into it and they have smokable hemp flower right there on the shelf. It's like that all across the United States at the moment. And because of Colorado being so far ahead and then having such a great climate for growing cannabis and hemp outdoors, we do have a pretty large export market. So a lot of the smokable hemp that's being grown, either greenhouse, indoors, or outdoors here, is going to some of these other states. And with the passage of the 2018 Farm Bill, as long as you're below that 0.3 Delta 9 tetrahydrocannabinol, you're able to cross state lines and the states have no right to interfere with the uh, interstate commerce. So it is a kind nice. of a beautiful thing. And it's the future that I see, you know, even recreational medicinal cannabis going to. There's Las Vegas, people are spending ridiculous amounts of money on cooling and pumping water into the desert to grow cannabis just because they can't take it from state to state. Where you have a climate like Oregon or Western Colorado or the Emerald Triangle, where some of the best outdoor cannabis is being grown, which requires nothing but sunshine, light, dirt, and the water that's already there, which creates some of these best things, but we can't take them out of the state. So in the future, where I really see cannabis going is this full legalization of both smokable hemp, high CBD strains, and medicinal and recreational cannabis that can be transported all across the country or even exported to other countries. Yeah, I think it's coming, right? It's coming. And you know, the cat's out of the bag. To look out for it too, right? Because countries like Colombia are set up to grow mass amounts of hemp and cannabis and at a much cheaper cost than, say, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Right? Same way with places like Oregon. They can grow enough cannabis for the entire country. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's so beautiful up there. If you ever get a chance to go take a trip to Oregon, they're right on par with Colorado producing some of the best quality medicinal hemp varieties. Yeah, it's exciting. I want to head back. I haven't been up there in years and 
I know it was a cannabis place when I was younger. And now I've heard that it's like the best place for smokable hemp in the country and some of the highest quality hemp flower and stuff. Well, it's exciting. Well, hey, man, thanks for your time today. I really appreciate it, Austin. And I'll bring you back probably. I'm going to try to catch you in the harvest time or right before harvest. We can talk about some of the stuff that's happening right around harvest. Maybe get up there and shoot some videos. Anybody else that wants to check out Austin and what he's doing, you can check out the links below the podcast here and we'll have all of his links and information there for you guys to check out. Again, check out any of our courses that we have and our Emerald Circle Mastermind. Look forward to talking to you all soon. Thanks, James. This has been another episode and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to another Rockstar episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Gomez. And just for you, we took notes on this episode along with the links and other resources mentioned inside of today's show. Get them for free right now by going to theemeraldcircle.com. Now, if you want more on this, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcast or wherever you like to listen, and you will be automatically entered in to our monthly giveaway where you can get swag bags, all kinds of cool gifts and discounts from our guests and exclusive offers that are only mentioned right here in the Hemp Revolution podcast. I can't wait for you to share this with your friends. With your help, we've been able to impact millions of people's lives around the world with the truth about hemp and cannabis. And we know that you love us so much that you're going to leave a review and rate us right now on your favorite platform to absorb content just like this. Now, we challenge you to dream big and love the life that you live. Thanks so much, and we hope to see you on our next episode of the Hemp Revolution Podcast. Ciao for now.